The other day I was talking to my friend Marcus, and he said that one of my kids had called him and talked for about 25 minutes, just had a lot on uh, the mind and wanted to kind of vet it. Uh, Marcus, uh, for a couple of my kids, is dad number two. Um, He's kind of a substitute dad when I'm not around, or um, safer to go to than I am. I'm so grateful for his presence uh, because he's a good, godly man. That's what we want for our kids. We want godly influences, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta, and let's go ahead and hear now from Jody Burnt, who is a very popular broadcast guest. She has a passion for prayer, and she talked to Jim Daly about ways that, as her kids were growing up especially, they learned to have fun while learning about God. You have a cute story about your daughter, Virginia, waving leaves while telling a Bible story. What happened? Yeah, well, uh, you know, they weren't, it was around the Easter time, and we, we knew the Hosanna story. Um, and they weren't palm branch leaves. I think they were Akuba leaves or something in our garden. But she picked them up, and they were out there, she, Virginia, and our younger son, Robbie. And we were all just messing around in the yard. And I overheard her telling the biblical narrative of Jesus riding on the donkey and coming in. And she went through the whole thing, even to the point she said, Robbie, you know, and they put nails in his hands, nails. And she had so much passion just as about a four-year-old telling this story. And she finished and she handed Robbie the leaves and she said, now you tell the story, Robbie. And I thought to myself, that's, that's what we want. We want our kids to know God's word, to know God's stories, to know God's history because they're not getting it. You know, our culture is not oh, teaching no. them scripture. And even um, today's churches, a lot of times, are not teaching the Bible. And so I pray that my kids will know and love scripture, because back to your point about wisdom, choices are going to be all abounding. And to know which way to go, Philippians 1, we pray that you may have uh, wisdom and depth of insight so you can discern what is best. Yeah. Our kids are going to be coming up against these choices, mm-hmm. whether they're four years old, 14 years old, or 40 years old, and they're going to need to know what to do. And Scripture is what will equip them to do that. Jody, um, this next question really comes out of uh, the heart from being a believer. I came to know the Lord at 15 years old, and my football buddy on the high school football team's parents gave me my first soft cover Bible. Wow, that's and they wrote in there John 10, 10. And mm, I always joke because so good there's a, a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of John in the Bible. And you yep. know, I didn't, I wasn't yep. raised in a Christian home. So I'm looking through first John, second John, third John, yeah. finally got to John 10, 10. <laughs> but uh, the, the scripture is straightforward. And, and the reason I'm mentioning this is it's to me, one of the most applicable scriptures mm-hmm. in the world we live in today. And it says the thief, Satan, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So when you're looking at that context for our children, um, how do we as parents resist the devil as a good model? Mm. And then how do we pray something positive for our children that they too may have that kind of wisdom? Yeah, I love that verse, John ten ten. Um, you know, different translations, some say, I've come to give you a rich and satisfying life, yeah, like some that. say an abundant life. Um, it's a good one for our family. Our daughter, Virginia, uh, lives big, and she loves that <laughs> verse. Um, one time she was traveling abroad, and my husband had given her, you know, read her the riot act about being safe and, and what to do and what not to do, and she was with a bunch of friends. And we got a picture she sent us of herself strapped to a guy whose name was Ollie. We didn't know any more than that, jumping out of an airplane <laughs> and on her palm 
um, she'd written John 10, 10. Yeah, and she, right. wrote, she wrote, sorry, dad. Yeah. She was just like, I'm living big. But I, I love that one. And I love, I feel like for our kids, they need to know that Jesus is fun, that when they put their trust in him, that they are going to have a rich and satisfying life. Not saying a life without problems. He obviously never promises us that. In fact, those of us who followed him a long time sometimes know you hit more hard knocks in following him than it feels like. Um, but I'm all about making um, scripture, making a faith uh, doable and fun for our yeah. kids. Uh, at the back of the book, I share um, a lot of strategies for that. One of my favorites is we call it, and, I, and you growing up in a home where you didn't know the Lord would love this, we call it the happy hope game. And it's just after dinner, and it's really a spin on sharing a praise report or a prayer request. But, you know, for kids, they hear, what's your praise report or what's your prayer request? You know, that can be a little intimidating and a little like, oh, great, there goes mom on her church platform again. Or if you have a friend at the dinner table, like say your football buddy had invited you to his home, you might have been a little intimidated if his mom had said, well, what's your prayer request? Oh, you know? yeah. And um, so we play the happy hope game, and it's just simply, um, hey, tell me one thing that happened this week you're happy about. That's a praise report. You know, and tell me something that you hope is going to happen. Well, that's a prayer request. And whether the kids know it or not, as the parent, I can take those things back to my prayer journal later yeah. and remember to pray for them. And I love, um, there's an author, Pete Gregg, he wrote a book called How to Pray, and he made the point that God sometimes listens to our casual conversations and receives them as prayers. Mm. And uh, he takes that out of Malachi 3.16, where scripture says that those who feared the Lord talked among themselves and God listened and heard. And I love the idea that God is listening to our dinner table conversations. Yeah. And so when we're playing the happy hope game, he knows that as a mom, I'm listening to you say, I'm really happy that we won the football game. And he knows that I'm saying, thank you, Lord, for giving him that time of fellowship <clears throat> and that win. Well, Danny, it's so easy for us to have kind of a laundry list of prayer requests because we know what, you know what needs to happen in our children's lives, right? But we need to step back and thank God for what he's done. Uh, and like Jody's Happy Hope Game, there are ways to encourage our kids to kind of build the habit of thanking God. That's a, a good practice to have and develop. It is. It is, John. Uh, we have to model it. We have to show that we are thankful ourselves to, uh, to God, a person we cannot see. And for kids, they can use their imagination for a certain amount of time. And at some point they ask the question, so who are we talking to? Who are we thanking? And in those habits, you've built a conversation of gratitude with a Heavenly Father in your home. And I, the way that uh, I've encouraged families to do this, there are a variety of ways you can do this that would fit your, your home. And one is just having observations that you talk about uh, out loud. Hey, mm -hmm. wow, God made these flowers. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus, for making these flowers we got to enjoy today. Thank you, Lord, for today that we get to unwrap. Today's a gift. Life is a gift. Mm -hmm. And thank you that we get to unwrap it today. If you continually say those things, that's the vocabulary, that's the culture you build in your home, they get used to that outlook, yeah. that, that worldview, the, the view into the world that I don't deserve any of this. I get to enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, one of the uh, things that we've done for certain seasons is put up a poster board by our garage door. And whenever we think of it, we try to put something different that hasn't been written on the poster board of what we're thankful for. 
And uh, it's fun to read those on my way out to, to work and mm. think about them. If I don't have a new one, at least I can enjoy the ones that have been written and be reminded of yeah. those. Sometimes I'll say, hey, I think we missed one. And I'll put, thank you, Lord, for this. And uh, one other way that we've uh, done this in a practical way is on our way to church. We drive pretty good distance to get to church. And initially, that was, we were saying, man, oh, wow, this is going to be so long and so far to get to church. But we've used that time to either connect or to say, hey, what have you been thankful for this past week that God has done in your life? Where have you seen him active in your life? And how have you pursued him? And a grateful heart creates an adaptive mind, and we need that. Mm. If we get rigid in our thinking that life should go this way, we get, we're prone to anxiety and depression. Mm. Gratitude creates an adaptive mind as we shape our response to what is happening around us. That is so important to teach our kids, in, in a, especially in a time where emotions completely govern their yeah. response to life. Help them learn how to utilize gratitude in a way that's very healthy for their mental health. Mm. Well, I so appreciate that. And uh, here at Focus, we're committed to helping you as a parent kind of cultivate those good habits of the heart, if you will, in your children and um, yourself as well. Um, I'd like to suggest that you stop by our website. We're gonna link over to our free parenting assessment. It's a great tool. You'll find out some areas that you're doing well in and maybe one or two areas of growth. We all should be in continuous improvement mode. Danny, there's so much more on the website as well. Yes, uh, we've developed a parenting check-in, and this is your opportunity to get some feedback from your kids. We, uh, we give uh, categories like your listening skills and your uh, guiding skills and getting feedback, open feedback from your kids where they get to rate you. Uh, when you're ready in your relationship to get that feedback, you can ask them that. And then it gives you uh, some questions at the end of just self-reflection to check in on how you're doing. What would it be like to be with you as a mom or dad? And if you uh, order today, we'll send the knives as well, or is this free? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's absolutely free. You can get that on our website. Uh, and it's the called? Parenting tab. And it's a parenting check-in. Okay, look called. for the parenting check-in. We'll link over to that in the show notes, as well as that free parenting assessment. Uh, we also have ways for you to donate to the ministry uh, to provide the opportunity for others to benefit from uh, all the great uh, tools and resources we have here. And if you can, please make a generous donation today. We'll say thanks by sending a copy of the book by Jody Burnt, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. Uh, all of this and much, much more available to you. Uh, check the show notes as your starting point. Next time we'll hear from Dr. Meg Meeker. She'll be sharing some ways her father protected her. And uh, for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire parenting team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.